Shalom and welcome back to Four Worlds Torah, digging for treasures in the Torah, treasures that matter for our lives and for the world. I am Rabbi Shoshana Lis. I'm here with Rabbi Charna Rosenholtz. This week, we are exploring a new book of the Torah, the book of Exodus, in which we will receive powerful messages based on the story of the burning bush, Moses, and the revelation of a new name for God. Together, we will explore the endless process of becoming, becoming who we are, becoming who we are in this lifetime, and maybe setting ourselves up for becoming who we are in a future lifetime, leaning into that and accepting that nothing, no should, no flaw, should stop us from leaning in to the process of becoming with a sense of trust and a sense of connection that's possible, connection with the divine, even in our everyday lives. Reb Charna, over to you. Thank you so much. What a beautiful introduction. There's so much in this first Parsha that we could have explored. And we really wanted to share with you this understanding of what is that burning bush all about? Perhaps Moses is bringing in a new level, a new archetype, a new face or facet of God. Does God have a face? We know that anthropomorphizing, creating a human expression of God is really a more of a metaphor than a truth. Yet this new face of God is one of becoming, the sense of I will be. I will be a, a being God even more than a doing God. So we wonder for ourselves, what is this being? And what is it that Moses did that was so special? So this week, Rabbi Shoshana and I want to pull back the curtain a little bit on how we study Torah. Oftentimes what we do is we look at the verse, we parse it out to understand it, and then we look at various sages over the years who have given wisdom around this. So today what I would like to do is to take three sages from the past, bring their teachings together to offer an understanding of what is this burning bush and what is the revealed name Eheyeh, Asher Eheyeh, all about. So we'll begin with Rabbi Bachya ben Asher, who is a late 13th century rabbi in Spain and a magnificent commentator, one of my all-time favorites. And he talks about how there were three different things that happened to Moses as he was walking through the desert. He sees this bush that's the first thing he has to do is actually see what is, to be present enough in the moment to see the fire. And his eyes see that, his eyes perceive that, but then another level had to occur of awareness where he had to see it enough and look deeply enough where he could perceive something within that fire. And his mind became strengthened as he gazed and he saw the angel. He saw an angel within this fire. He turned aside from his everyday perception to see something that existed that was deeper. 
something miraculous. And then he went even deeper. And he perceived in that moment, his soul had an insight. And the soul's insight was the divine presence exists here in this moment. Take off your shoes, ground it into your body, embody the insight, the ground you're standing on is holy. One last thing I want to say about Rebachia is that his point is that Moses kept expanding his mind step by step by step, where it went from a quality of higher seeing, and then he rooted it in embodied sensing. From a miraculous perception to embodied sensing. And so what Reb Bachia says that Moses activated for himself multi-tiered awareness, being able to have an awareness of multiple levels at the same time, which allowed for God to find a landing of this new energy into the human realm. He was able to create a bridge and bring in a new possibility for humans. Before I say anything else, Reb Shosh, is there anything you want to, how does that land for you as you hear that? I, I never, I didn't get it until just now what you meant by multi-tiered awareness. But now I think I'm understanding that like you could be at the supermarket and focus on which kind of oatmeal and then you could also be kind of aware of the energy of the aisle at that moment or you can like have different awarenesses is that what you're speaking yeah about? so so if we're going to be at the grocery level picking <laughs> out oatmeal it's an interesting choice but there's nothing more mundane than that um you could have that awareness of wow what is this product if I buy this product, what is, where did the product come from? What is the, what is the um, energy? What is the economy of this company? What is the impact it's going to have on my body? Who's standing around me? What, what is happening? There are so many things to be aware of at any given moment. What are you paying attention to? What part of yourself are you bringing forward in this moment? It could be a physical truth. It could be an emotional truth. There could be something happening around you that is important to notice. Um, there could be. Oh, so the burning bush was totally ordinary, seemingly. And there might have been many bushes prior and many Moshe's prior, but this is the first one who took note of an ordinary bush. And maybe it's something in Moshe's ability to be aware that gave rise to the burning nature of the bush, if it could be metaphorical. Um, and, you know, I've had aha moments in the equivalent of the oatmeal aisle as well. So like being able to kind of strengthen our vessel of perception and receiving and awareness and kind of awareness also of what's happening in my emotional, spiritual kind of development in any given moment, like moment by moment, but also aware of like a little bit kind of what's emerging for me. Like, what am I working 
working. Like I've been working yes. grief. I've been, you know, okay, now we're back to that. And what's emerging and what's, and then all of a sudden, kind of all of a sudden for me, it's like, oh, there's a new stage. And often it's with the support of, of other spiritual teachers and midwives, if you will, who are of course integral to this story. Very, that, that's very nice. It's, 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 it's almost as if you're saying there's an I, like the letter I, pronoun awareness, which comes from my ego. And then there's an E-Y-E, I awareness, that is bigger than my ego. And the question is, Moses develops that capacity to go back and forth between those two things. Mm. And there's almost an invitation here to expand our perception, to be curious. Is there more than meets the eye? I love that. Is there more than meets the eye and the eye? Yeah, so tell us about another stage. Yes, the eye yeah, and the eye. So, so yeah, so... I mean, this word, if we're really going to, this is four worlds, Torah, if we're really going to go into a Kabbalistic meaning of this, I just want to give this just a shtickle awareness, um, because this becomes very complicated. When you get into Kabbalistic understandings, um, it's, it's a different level of studying, but I just want to introduce it here. Um, so be patient with me. The word Eheye, so we're looking at the name that's revealed, Eheye, Asher Eheye, often translated as, I will be that which I will be. This is God introducing God's self to Moses, who has asked this God, uh, what, is, what is your name? Who am I going to say? What shall I call you? Yes. yes. Exactly. And it's this word, and, and God says, I have not revealed this face of mine before, but Moses, you're ready to receive it. And so let's bring down another level of how I will interface with humans. So here's the complicated piece. Bear with me, my friends. In Kabbalah, sometimes in order to understand a word, they will look at the numerical value of a letter count that out and then say, what other words have that numerical value? Many of you know that every Hebrew letter has a numerical value. So for example, um, um, you know, the word for, um, uh, you know, the word for um, love, my favorite word, of course, ahava, aleph one, hey, five, Vav six, hey, five has a numerical value of 13. 13 is a very important number because there's 13 attributes of God's love that Moses reveals, oh, about 31 chapters from the Ehye, right? In, in like chapter 34, God reveals these 13, but they're connected to the word love. That's how we work with mm -hmm. Gematria. Mm -hmm. So you can take the word Ehyeh, and if you spell it out, Ehyeh is Aleph, has a numerical value of 111, He has a numerical value of 10, Yud has a numerical value of 20, He has a numerical value of 10. I know this is complicated. Stick with me, my friends. Wait, why did you say 111? Aleph. Aleph is a, just Aleph is Ayin Lamed Pei. That's 111. 
So we're taking the word ehye and spelling it out each letter. Oh, okay. Okay, keep going. This is a Kabbalistic trick. It doesn't have to make sense. It's just what's done. And that ehye spelled out is 151. What other letters? What other words have the value of 151? So I'm going to name two right now. And by the way, 151 is a prime number. It's a prime number, so it's unique unto itself, just like this expression of God's name is unique. Another word that's connected to it is mikvah. And another connect, word connected it, to it is, is uh, mikvah means to do a ritual immersion, to cleanse oneself. And then there's another word, kuf nun aleph, which means like zealous, passionate, fiery God. And so now we have this sense that this word, I will be, I am becoming, is connected to cleansing oneself through fire and or water. Mm. We have this sense that there's this mystery that as we enter this name, we have this power to cleanse ourselves through water and through fire. Fire, think of fire as shame. We can cleanse our shame through this fire in order to find our becoming. We can cleanse this fire mm -hmm. through water through this sense of coming back to our original state, we have the power of becoming if we work a little bit to look at, oh my gosh, I'm not perfect. Look at what I is. made mistakes. I have some shame here. Let me sit in my shame until I burn it off so I can get back to that state of what I can become to be my best self. This is part of the energy that this name is going to afford us. Beautiful. So there's like a there's a dynamic expansion, evolution, moving process that starts with noticing what is oatmeal aisle, dealing with your grief whatever, looking at a relationship like we did before, and then noticing what's possible here, what's right. possible now, what's emerging, what's moving, what's ready to be released, what's ready to become. And remember the context of the burning bush is God saying, I've heard and I see that there's a great oppressive uh, system that's causing great suffering for my people. And you, Mosh, you're the one. I've, I've selected you. You know yes. that suffering and you have an in in the system. So I, I'm smart. Like I've picked you and you've picked me and you've noticed me and I'm choosing you. And guess what? Each of us is Moshe in whatever the systems of oppression that we encounter in ourselves, in our lives, whether they're oppressive systems that have become embodied in us in the, in the internalized oppression or you know, bigger and bigger. Right. And not just depression, but also personal suppression. Mm. We suppress a part of ourselves because we're afraid. It's almost as if this energy wants to cleanse us of those fears that stop our becoming. By the way, that teaching I shared was from Isaac Luria of Blessed Memory, 
who was a late 16th century Kabbalistic master. But now I want to share with you one more teacher, the Kedushat Levi, Rabbi Levi Yitzhak of Berdichev, who was a third generation Hasidic rabbi. And he talks about the one who serves God, the true servant. He knows, and he, he talks about how each time we attain growth, it's, it's, we make a step forward, we're climbing a ladder, and every level of growth brings us higher up on the, on the uh, uh, increases a rung on the ladder. There's always another rung to climb. There's never, we're never complete. There's always something deeper, always something more internal by which we can grow because but Salam Elohim. We're in God's image. There's no limit to our growth. The capacity of who we can become is remarkable. All it takes is courage to be able to continue to grow. Um, it's Ain Sov. It's an endless process. We are always perfecting. We are always adding. We are always becoming. These endless rungs of attainment is so important. So what Rabbi Levi Yitzhak says now we can really interpret this name of why God was called Eheyeh, Asher Eheyeh. He says, what you have attained now is only for now. Eheyeh is that which will be, that which you will yet come to understand. This is the way of the one who's attaining full righteousness. You have to know what you lack then you have to work on making it better without falling into shame or suppressing your potential because Ehiyeh is yet to be, yet to attain. And the Asher Ehiyeh means that this process has no end. This process of becoming is our spiritual inheritance. And if we allow ourselves to develop multi-tiered awareness, if we forgive ourselves of our shoulds, we should not should, <laughs> sorry to be ironic there, on ourselves. Every time we come up with that place of, oi, I could have done better. Ooh, I didn't do this right. Instead of suppressing it or letting our voices stop us from our growth, we have that opportunity to study that. How can I really study this so next time I could be better? Remembering to live with each other in a council, not cancel environment. We're all on a learning curve, all of us. Let us forgive ourselves, our personal inequities. Let us be gentle to their other for their mistakes because we're all becoming. I want to end with Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, whose presence is very much in this podcast on the anniversary of his birth and say, this country is so young and so in formation still that we get to say how we're gonna relate to the growing pains. Boy, is an opportunity to say, well, who am I to help birth this country right now? What's my role? How can I be accountable to what's possible for America and for Israel and 
for our climate and our world. But just in this weekend, I want to name that I was in Washington, D.C. recently, and I was so inspired and so indignant and then kept going south and saw Savannah and just all the layers of pain and history that, again, it starts with seeing what is and then looking for what's possible with these beautiful teachings in our mind. Thank you so much, Reb Charna. And thank you, Rabbi Shoshana. Have a wonderful week, a beautiful Shabbos, everybody. Looking forward to seeing you next week.